Hello and welcome to the Winning Post preview podcast for the weekend of January 9. I'm Joel Marshall. Playing as host, filling in for John Barker, who's into the second week of his well-earned holiday. Joining me to take a look at all the weekend's action is my Winning Post colleague, Daniel Nuttall. And Daniel, we've got a little bit of black type action around the country, but no doubt uh, most eyes are looking north towards the Gold Coast. Day one of their Magic Millions Carnival. They've really beefed up this carnival to to sort of have the two days of it. We've got a, a Magic Millions Country Cup and we've also got the Wave couple of rich class four races and of course um crucial two-year-old events in the lead up to the big ones in seven days time what are your thoughts about the program yeah typically another typically tough um queensland meeting uh queensland metro meeting this time of the year joel and as you said they've beefed up the um the card and looking at the fields the connections are certainly responded with their interest um especially that wave it's only the second running this way this race um, as you touched on the best bets the winner the man to match last year didn't really reach any great heights since but i think it's a really competitive field um considering ballistic boy the informed ballistic boy is only four dollars it sort of goes to show the depth we've got a couple of last start sydney winners coming up to contest it so that's a really good race, and as, as you touched on, much of the card is um, extremely competitive, and also the two black type races in uh, Sydney and Melbourne have um, will also look like pretty good betting races as well. So looking forward to it as always. You speak of a couple of the other black type races, the Chester Manifold Stakes at Flemington, also the January Cup over 2,000 metres at Randwick. We will kick off with the Gold Coast, however. Um, we don't have any black type action at the Gold Coast, but as mentioned, some rich races, a couple of key two-year-old races, and we may as well kick off with those. The first is the Aquas Gold Pearl Race 2. This gives the Phillies a last-ditch attempt to win their way into the Magic Millions Classic in a week's time. Who are you with in Race 2, Daniel? Yeah, I've been with Rhapsody Rose for um, much of her preparation, and I'm going to stick with her here. The two, the Chris, the Chris Munch trained Philly. I think she was brave and defeated at the Callaway Callaway girl last start. She was dropping back from 1,100 metres back to 1,000 um, for that listed race, and she's now back up to 1,100 metres. Their only start at this trip, she won at Doombin quite well, beating the smart Kinexi. Um, I think that's good form for this, and drawn well, drawn well here. I think she was certainly is sitting up on the pace. I don't think she'll lead. There's a couple of speedy types in this race, but she'll certainly be sitting up there, and I think she'll be the one they have to catch in the last 100 metres. So I'm on, so I've got the two on top, Rhapsody Rose. Swift Witness, the Waterhouse bot filly. Um, it's tough on Devern, that wild Magic Million, of course, beaten by She's All Class, about four or close to five lengths away from that horse. But she ran well there. Illicit, um, uh, Miss in Charge, copped a big bump late in the piece on Debut in Brisbane. Um, should, I think she would have finished top three without that interference. Um, she gets a chance to atone here. And Illicit Affairs, another impressive debut winner at Toowoomba. Um, she was sort of eased down, did it pretty easily as a $1.40 favourite on, on a wet track. And uh, there's, a, there's every chance of racing on a wet track on Saturday. So she's got that form on the board already on affected ground. So she's certainly a chance as well. My numbers, 2983. Yeah, I haven't done full form for this meeting uh, for the Gold Coast, but. I've got a lot of time for this number one, Miss Hipstar. Uh, saw her win at Ipswich last start, and I had to go back and watch her Doombin replay, and uh, she looked good on debut, and then she went to that Ipswich race. It 
caught my eye that win. Uh, Kelly Sweeter and Larry Cassidy heard both their post-race interviews and they were really uh, going into bat for this filly. Larry Cassidy's got a, a huge opinion of her. She's not just a speedy, uh, you know, 800-metre sort. That was just, uh, I think, a case to try and build some prize money in the bank. She's in the race in on Saturday week. She's in the Classic as it stands, but they're going around just to assure up a place in that field. And I think she can be very hard to beat. She's drawn wide. But, uh, yeah, she's a quality filly, I think, Miss Hipstar. So I'm with her in the Pearl. Race three is the Aquas Gold Nugget, this one for the Colts and Geldings. Yeah, and I guess a few people will be wondering what to do with Shakiro. Um, he was the, this Waller-trained Colt who was impressive winning the Breeders' Plate in the spring. Um, went around pretty sure Farrell's a sort of a drift late in the market but and did plenty wrong in the run and folded up to finish that seven and a half lengths off the winner, Alpine Edge. Um, I think he's much better than that. As I said, that, that that win in the spring was was super impressive, as was the trial leading up to the first half run. So I'm going to give him another chance. Um, Glenn Bosco in the saddle, drawn ideally barrier one. Shakiro on top, not diving in with a whole hope, hope of confidence. So I think that there's a um, very some very good horses in this field, one of those being an unraced colt from the Godolphin stable. Character, the seven. Um First foal from Monogram. It was recently raced. Trolled really well, this horse. Big watch on the stable when they bring their horses north um, and did troll well through on the soft seven at Hawkesbury. So, character, my next pick, Finance Tycoon in for third. First up for the Hayes Dabbing Stable. Already a Group 3 winner at Flemington down the down the straight there. Over the 1,000 metres. Um, so, obviously, got to be wary of him. And in for fourth, one at huge odds, our hot friend who's first up. For Les Ross, I didn't mind what he did throughout his first campaign. He had the three starts all at Doom, but didn't win any of those. But he ran some pretty good races, um, despite a whole lot of not a whole getting a whole lot of luck in either start um, in each of his starts. So I think at big odds, he might be running on late and hopefully nab a, you know, a minor dividend for um, at a big price. We're going to chuck it in your trifectas and first four. So my numbers two, seven, one, ten, Joel. Yeah, and I'm with you on that, Ruffy. Daniel, our hot friend, I'm going to be having a couple of dollars each way on him. I think he's around 80 to 1. I've backed him all three of his starts. were quite like the, the family. I can't remember the name of his uh, half-brother that went quite good a couple of years ago. But um, this, uh, yeah, he flew home and just missed first start. And his next couple of runs were, were okay. Blinker's first time from a better gate. Could certainly entertain a couple of dollars on him at the uh, massive odds on offer. We will skip through to race number six on the card. This is uh, a rich race, Magic Millions Rising Stars, for three- and four-year-olds. This is for the Phillies and Mares. And we see Redoute's image, I think, is favourite at at the moment, down towards the bottom from the Chris Lee stable. What a pretty competitive Phillies and Mares race, Daniel. Sure is. And, yeah, well, at the weights, Redoute's image, 53 kilos. And Craig Williams will be riding... The Gold Coast and Satellites, one of his uh, rides for the day. So certainly be certainly have plenty of fans. I've got a lot of time for a mare in this race. Um, the name of Beach Break from the Tony and uh, Toby and Trent Edmonds stable. She was a pretty costly mare early on. She took some t- sort of time to find her feet. And uh, I admit I sort of followed her um, throughout her last preparation. And she stung me a few times. Uh, but she was always running on. She was always performing well. This preparation, though, she's really turned the corner. She's recorded three wins from her five starts. Her other two are minor minor placings behind informed horses. Um, she'll get back from the wide draw and, and be, we'll have a little bit of work to do on the turn. I'm no doubt about that, but 
Uh, the way she's been finishing her races, I have no doubt she'll be able to. She can reel the reel these in. Um, almost made her my best, one of my best. But considering the depth of the field, I thought I'd look elsewhere for a best bet. But um, yeah, wouldn't be surprised if she was to finish strongly over the top of these. She's a very talented mare, as I said. She's um really uh, put it all together. This preparation and the stable hearing them speak during the week, they couldn't be happy with her how she's going. So beats break on top. Um, Intrepidacious in next the John O'Shea. Sydney visitor. I think we'll give him something to chase on the bend. She certainly will be well in front of Beach Break on the turn. That's how I've got my map playing out. Um, her Sydney form reads well for this. 05 Glory just missed a pretty smart one in shooting for gold. Uh, goes around later in the program. Uh, Stolen Jade in terrific form. She's won all three starts as prep and yeah, reduced image would touch on as a chance as well. My numbers, Joel 3, 1, 7 and 15. Well, I was happy to stick with Stolen Jade here. She's just come back in uh, very good form in Sydney for Clary Connor. She's always showed a bit of talent and she's really put it together of late. She hasn't raced since November 21, so she comes in quite fresh here. And of course, being the winner of four races means she carries the 59 kilos, but uh, I think she's got better wins in store for her. So I was going to stick with her. Race seven is the Rising Stars for the Colts and Geldings, again at class four level. And Pretty good field here. We've got the Victorian visitor, the astrologist. Uh, doesn't run many bad ones, and he's come up favourite. Yeah, and that's what I'm with on top here, the astrologist. Um, yeah, as you said, just doesn't know how to run poorly. Hard to beat if you can sort of handle this way, the, the clockwise way of going. He beat, just beat Wild Vixen at Pakenham in his most recent start. We've seen Wild Vixen come up to Queensland and run a slashing third um, behind a Thera Eagle Farm last weekend. The form stands up. Um, of course, only just missed Exhilarates down the straight. And he's um he's just a really consistent, honest horse and got to own him. So he's on top the one. Got the 10 in next, Yao Dash. Um, another visitor from Interstates. Pretty good sticking on up on the pace behind 11-11. It was pretty awesome at Wyong on that um, sort of Wyong Magic, on that Wyong Magic Millions Day a few weeks back. Um, he's only been, he's been within the length that day's. Getting fit, he's at fourth up here. And Nash Rilla, who's got a pretty good association with the horse, goes on. In for third, shooting for gold. Look, he's yet to miss the Quinella in, in six starts. And look, all those sort of runs, or starts, his races he's contested have been pretty deep races. Uh, there'll be no gimmies in there, um, but he continues to race well. The wide draw is the concern, though. And in for fourth, I have 12, Thundermania, who I'm not shopping off just yet. Um, I think there hasn't been much go right this preparation. And if you look at his uh, form, shooting for gold, you're going to give him a chance. I think you've got to give Thundermania a chance. He was only half a length off shooting for gold when the pair met um, earlier last early last month. So at a big price, certainly chuck into your, um, your exotics, the 12. One ten five twelve. 10 12 I'm with the Waterhouse bot camp here. and I'll be backing both their runners. Yeah, Dash comes through the Wyong Magic Millions race. I thought he ran well there behind 11-11. That's a pretty strong form line for this. He drops three kilos. And the stablemate Marcinet has got the terrible gait, but we quite often see these Waterhouse bot runners. They've got good early speed, and they can quite regularly overcome these wide gates. I thought he was pretty good first up in the Gosford Guineas behind the very smart Forbidden Love and has a fair bit of room for improvement in him, I would have thought, number 16. So that's the way I'll be playing that race, race eight, is the second running of the wave. Eighteen hundred meters worth a quarter of a million dollars, won last year by a man to match, who uh, and unfortunately is a maiden, I think, from his next twelve starts. So hasn't really been a springboard for last year's winner, but uh, 
Nevertheless, it's brought together a pretty decent field for this year. Daniel, who do who did you like in the wave? Yeah, it's really hard to go past Ballistic Boy. I know this race wasn't initially in the um, in the plans for him. He was was about to go around one of the favourites in the shootout quality last Saturday, but he played up in the gates and um, got himself scratched. So this race is sort of an afterthought. They want to get um, reach that sub zero twenty four hundred meter race next week. So Chris Anderson's given him the run here, um, and they'll decide whether they press on to the to the the end green final, if you will, next week after this run. It's a pretty good consolation prize though. He's he's um, eligible for a two hundred thousand dollar bonus if he wins this, being the Magic Millions horse or paid up for the series rather, um, and top of the one hundred forty five thousand dollar first prize. So it'll be a good collect. Um, for the connections if he was to win, but he is back down to 1,800 metres, which is a slight query, but I think he's a really talented horse. And for that, those reasons outlined, I, I'm hard to, hard to go past him. He's come back in devastating form. His fresh run went second was enormous over a distance short of his best, and then his two wins of the mile have been excellent. So um, hard to go past the one ballistic boy. I think a couple of Sydney visitors can run a race. Kerwin's Lane defeated Spirit Ridge at Randwick last start, and Spirit Ridge went on to Frank the Form, winning a Group 3 at its next start. Um, a Victorian visit in parody ran second in a matriarch, two starts back, only just beaten by a fair to remember. That's excellent form for this. And then it's pretty well in it. The weight's 56.5 kilos. Um, I think Profit, uh, one of the other, Chris, the other Chris Anderson runners, just hasn't had the races run to suit of late. There'll be a strong enough tempo for him to get his chance in this as well. I think Amika, the, the 11... Another last start Sydney visitor also um, goes in the quaddy as well. My number's one four ten seven. Yeah, I was going to be backing Amika here each way. Uh, always sort of followed her, mostly because I used to back her damn quite a lot for Mina Fashion, and uh, she really shone over the eighteen hundred at the Gold Coast. She won a, a Gold Coast bracelet as a three year old filly. Came back the next year and won the eighteen hundred meter race on Magic Millions Day and. And now many years down the track, her daughter Amika's trying to repeat the dose. She's really struck form this time in. She's won three of her five starts. She's progressed from midweek grade or provincial grade through to midweek level. And, and then last time out winning that Saturday race at Randwick. And as 17 or $18, I just think there's you know, plenty of room for improvement from her. And she can measure up to this tougher race. Uh, you know, it, it's a lot more depth for this, but happy to stick with her on an each way basis. What was your best in value, Daniel, for the Gold Coast? Yeah, in a race that's um, generally a pretty tough race to sort out, the Magic Millions Country Cup, I've found, I've, um, I think Katie's daughter will be hard to beat, the five. Um, she's flying at the moment. She's won her past two. She's an effective horse when she can lead, but look, the speed in the race, she doesn't really have to. She has one coming off the speed as well. Um, she's just one of those horses. When she finds form, she holds it. Um, and um, sort of racing in the... I'm just showing the ability I've always sort of thought she had um, for the last 12 months now, striking form. And with a good draw, she can she can go on with the thing. She'd be, she's definitely, at, uh, I think she'll definitely finish top three and she's about 450. So a good, a pretty backwall price in that uh, race four, number five, Katie's daughter. Um, the best value comes up in the last and that's the three Prometheus. Uh, I thought he was a black booker in the, in the listed race last start. Settled far too back and it was at Doom and not a, a track you want to be too far away from him on the turn. Um, but he really sprung out of the ground late. It was an excellent second up performance. 
and I think now ready to do something third up with a informal apprentice on board and Aidan Thompson. So race nine, three, Prometheus, the value. All right, racing at Flemington in Melbourne on Saturday at headquarters. And as mentioned, we do have a black type race. It is the listed Chester Manifold. Stakes race seven on the program, and there are 10 runners to go around. I've gone with number eight, Never Again, who won nicely, I thought, second up at Caulfield. Was competitive this sort of grade last time in. Resumed at Pakenham. Wasn't bad finishing midfield behind Serious Suspect. And then, as I said, went right on with the job at Caulfield in 78 grade. He drops four and a half kilos off a good, strong win. And I like that. I think he can be hard to beat. Uh, I've got King of Hastings in for second, but he's also an acceptor for Sydney. Is that the way they were heading, Daniel? Yeah, King of Hastings definitely heading to Sydney. All right, so he's out of my numbers. That'll make Vacillator my second pick, number three, who uh, broke a bit of a drought winning here last time out. Seven riding the wave. No knock on the way he's going. He's on a quick backup. Obviously, this is his toughest test, but that was a good win with the 58.5. Another one dropping in weight off a recent victory. And I'll include number one, Blaze Jowski, in for fourth. Eight, three, seven, and one. Who were you with in the Chester Manifold, Daniel? Yeah, he might he may have reeled me in for a um, for back him a couple more starts now. Brave song after his effort in the Christmas stakes on Boxing Day, I thought it was um, pretty good. He looked to be not really doing a whole lot. They turned, but um, put the length and stride nicely in the straight and. It was no match for Pandemic, who he was giving four and a half kilos to, but he's beaten everything else quite sandly, and he drops two kilos into this. I think at this stage of the preparation, this stage of his career, 1,400 metres looks good for him. Um, and he has put pretty good form at Flemington. His three starts here resulted in a win and a minor, a win and a minor placings in, in three starts. So I'm going to back Brave Song each way, um, and he's my best value on the card at Flemington. I've got the seven riding the wave in next, so I was keen on it. Uh, on New Year's Day uh, down the strain. He just managed to survive Albert there, got the bob in at the right time. Um, yeah, just had a quick backup, obviously going well, and, and drops down to 54 kilos. The one, Blaze Jowski, um, ready for this trip now, fourth up. And in for fourth, I have the 10, Viral, um, who's going well without winning this preparation. Two, seven, one, and 10. All right, my best bet on the program, and it seems a lot of people are coming up with this. I was a bit shocked to see how short she was. In fact, race three, number four, white hibiscus. I think a shade of odds on around. So, you know, I, I couldn't really recommend stepping in at that price. But without knowing the odds, I made her my best bet. She's a former Kiwi mare that ran well at Sandown first up and then got to the mile. And, gee, she was just never going to lose that race last time out. She, the way she travelled up to the leaders early in the straight, Damien Lane had a had a lapful underneath him and he just asked her for enough and she drew clear to win easily. So I think she can win again, even though she's staying at 1600 and perhaps you think she could progress to a little bit further, but she was 1300 to 1600. So I don't think that's a problem staying at that trip third up and yeah, look, if she drifts out a little bit, I could maybe entertain backing her. Otherwise might have to just uh, look for some multis around her and my value bet. Well, sticking with drone strike, who was scratched last week at Caulfield race five, number 10, Again, you can get sort of 30, 40 to 1 for her. I think she's got a bit of, a bit of talent, this girl. She had no luck in the Blue Diamond preview. She then won a maiden at Packenham and ran second to Hollyfield at Sandown. And she came back for a couple of runs early in the spring, early in the new year in August, and she didn't really fire there on wet tracks. 
um, think she's going well. Her jump outs have been good. She's won one and, and could easily have won the second one, but she was eased down late. So, look, it's a very competitive race, that race. You can make a case for many of them, but I thought Drone Strike was well worth a look each way. Daniel, what was your best in value at Flemington? Yeah, the value is Brave Song in the uh, in the Chester Manifold, race server number two. The best comes up in race four, and there's a pretty ordinary a race um, for a Saturday anyway at Flemington. The bench track is four over 600 metres. And I'm with the top weight, Sakaro, who, uh, look, admittedly is a bit of a non-winner, hasn't won for over two years. He's only had the one win from 14 starts, but he's done nothing wrong this preparation. And I thought he was excellent first up at Sandown Hillside. Then came the Flemington second up. Uh, a mile off him on the, on the turn, but he really let down nicely in the straight. He recorded the fastest last 200 metres of the race. Um, and it was a, a sort of race that you had to be close to the speed to sort of have any impact in the end, on the end result. Um, so third up now, up to 1,600 metres. He ticks a lot of boxes. As I said, he hasn't won for some time, so obviously he'd be a little wary of that, but dropping in grade um, and only and that's a carry 58 and a half kilos after the claim of Camperella, which is what he has carried first and second up in benchmark 70 races. So he's my best uh, race forward number one. All right, racing in Sydney on Saturday is at Randwick. Of course, we're on the Kenzo track last week. We're on the course proper this week, and it's looking like being a wet track again. Uh, it's sort of been rain on and off throughout the week, and it's been in the heavy range most of the week. I, you know, I suppose if it dries out Friday and, and then it's firm and it's dry Saturday, we might get onto a soft surface. But it's going to be rain affected, so certainly I've done most of my form based around that thinking. The feature is the listed January Cup, which is race seven on the program. And I think Mark Newnham really holds the ace hand here. He's got three runners. I've tipped him to go one, two, three. I don't know what the odds of that are happening. But I've lent the way of 11 full meaner. Uh, just thought the sort of lightly raced improving mare gets a good opportunity for black type. I would have thought she'd be right at her peak for this fourth up. To beat Two Spirit Ridge, who was well-backed last time out when stepping up in class, dropping in weight, he measured up really well. Six gone by, the stable mate, doing a very good job coming through the classes. And I've thrown Wolf in for fourth. He'd want it to dry out a bit. I uh, thought he had his chance first up in the ATC Cup, but ran well enough. That was first up 2,000, so he should be fitter. He just prefers firmer ground, so that's a little query with him. But I was 11 on top of two, six and one, and I think you're... In agreement, Daniel. I am with you with Fulmina. Um, I think, yeah, as you touched on, I think fourth up now, ready to go. It's a nice race for her at 53 and a half kilos. She's, um, she has been a little costly to punters probably the last six months or so, but she's no doubt she's a, a really talented mare on a day. And then she has won four of four of 13. So she runs well uh, far more often than not. I think ideally suited up to the 2,000 metres. Um, and I'm going to be with her the 11. The 10 and next, Missy Beale, who... Um, races well on affected going on a soft track anyway. He probably doesn't want it too wet. Um, a heavy track form isn't all that good, but she has finished in the Quinella five of 11 starts on a soft track. Um, she's going pretty well this preparation. Although I ran at Flemington, that English bracer, I was pretty good. She didn't get a whole lot of luck there. Um, beaten three lengths by Rocket Clock. Should have finished close to the winner. And then the two races since at Randwick and Gosford over the mile um, have been have been good without a whole heap of luck as well. Um, gets an inform Rachel King to take the ride. Um, I think she was one over the odds. So she goes in the numbers. The four and next Pancho um, was excellent last start in the Worcester race at Caulfield. Um, and in for 
four, I have the ten, uh, sorry, I have the eights, which is uh, significance in form, really in form at the moment. Win three of, of its last four. Now, I think there are two Spirit Ridge has to be included in the quaddy as well, but I thought there are a few better chances at, um, I guess, back more, much more of a backwall price than the two than the favourite in this. My numbers: eleven, ten, four, and eight. All right, well, my best bet for the program has uh, come up quite backable odds in a pretty even and open race. Race five, number six, Brutality. He's coming along well, this bloke. He's won three out of ten. I thought it was a good win first up at Warwick Farm. I, I just think he's taken the next step. I know it was just the sort of midweek grade, and he, he won in the same level before he went for a spell, but just thought the way he did it, the race he won when before he went for a break, he had 52 kilos. That was a benchmark 74. This was a 72. He had 58 and a half. I thought it was a strong win from the second half of the field. He likes wet ground. Cathy O'Hara riding well. A pretty even race. Not many you could put a pen through. And a few, a couple of these out of form, but just think he's won on a upward spiral brutality. Race five, number six. And later in the day, my ruffy is race eight, number seven, Love is Silly. Maybe a run short. He's got a bit of weight, 59 kilos, but I thought the, fr- the fresh run at Kembla Grange wasn't too bad in the heat of the Sky Provincial Series. Pretty strong series, that. And thought he made nice ground. He really likes rain-affected tracks, so that's going to suit. And getting to 1,800 metres is going to help as well. So perhaps worth a little look, Love is Silly, at sort of $26, but still could be one run away. And my value bet is the stable, mate. Again, from the Chris Lee's yard, race nine, number nine, Think Free. Hoping Blinkers On and a soft track can see her fire she won five of her first i think eight or nine starts and she's been a little costly since the first two runs she didn't really have much hope she had big weights she was back against the pattern and against the tempo of both races and i thought she improved again in one of those sky provincial series heats at newcastle fifth behind the eventual final winner it's lily drawn well in gate four she's four from six on soft and as i said blinkers on for the breed of So You Think, usually a good pointer. So I think she might be able to improve. Think free in the last. What were your specials, Daniel? Pretty keen on one in race three. Uh, third up for the Chris Wallace stable, a zoo star mare by the name of Zing, who has placed in both her starts uh, this preparation. Um, third up, last time in, she beat Fulmina on a, on a heavy eight over this trip. Um, I think she's got more upside than... Than these, and she's trending the right way. This preparation, and um, as a touch, and she does like the rain-affected surfaces. So, race three, number four, Zing, my best on the card, Joel, and the value comes up against one of your specials, um, and that is race five, number three, Come Along. Um, I think going really well this this time, and he's only had the one win from his six starts, but since sort of stretching out beyond six or that sort of fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred meter. Trips, he's um, really hit some form of late. Um, I think he should have finished much closer to Amika last start at Randwick at 800, 800 metres. But he's back in trip. I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, and he does another horse that likes the, the wet track, which is obviously important, will obviously be important on Saturday. So come along, I think, can add to his five-win tally and um, be hard to beat in the fifth event. All right, racing in South Australia on Saturday. Again, at, uh, we're away from Morfordville, which is uh, it's good to have a bit of uh, bit of difference. We had Gawler last week and this week Murray Bridge, and uh, they've certainly um, supported the program, have trainers, some big fields as expected. 
So it should be plenty of value. Daniel, who were you liking at Murray Bridge on Saturday? Um, I thought it was a pretty easy one for a best bet. Fearless Vision. Uh, she's a really classy filly coming up a, against a, a few horses have sort of reached their, um, their ceiling. I guess she's she certainly hasn't. She's lightly raced and on the up. She's only had the seven starts. Um, but she's won two of those. Her last first up, uh, first up one run last time in was was an excellent win. She sat on the pace and sort of controlled the race there. It was far too good on the Moorville Parks track. Um, yeah, I think she's a she's going places this filly, and she'll certainly win better races than this in this in time. So race twelve, oh, sorry, race six, number twelve, the best. The value comes up in race eight. I thought the sidekick um, was over the odds for the Will Clark and Stable. Um, First up here off a six-month spell. Um, first up form's pretty good. For a horse that sort of likes getting over a little bit of a trip, um, he, has, he does run f- well first up. He has won and placed in, in among four starts when resuming. As I said, he does like getting sort of out to 1,600, 1,700-metre trip. That's sort of been his uh, where his best form's at. But I do like the fact Todd Pinnell's taken the ride for Will Clark in here. He's obviously will get the choice of the rides. Um and Clarkin has a has a few in the race, so that's a good lead. I think he's already seen a little bit of early support. Um, and fourteen hundred metres, I think, is a good kickoff point for him. Um, we know he does pretty well. Clarkin with um, sort of getting these cast off from other stables. This one was falling with the Friedman camp, and I think twenty three to one um, certainly worth an each way ticket. Joel in the race eight. So race eight, number eight, the sidekick, my uh, my best value at uh, Murray Bridge. Sorry. Oh, racing in the West on Saturday, again at Ascot. Uh, BJ Ryan, our usual expert, having a uh, short break. Scott McDonnell has done all of the form and the overviews in the winning post this week. His value bet's in the first. Race one, number eight, Ocean Zara, daughter of Ocean Park. This is a maiden. She's had the five starts. Uh, did improve into the placings at Pinjara last time out over 1,300. Scott thinks she can break through at her sixth start. And the best bet, according to Scott, is in race six. And it's the filly by the name of Salaya from the McAuliffe stable, this daughter of Toronado. She took on the WA Guineas. She then ran, uh, well, she was out of the placings there. She then finished second in the listed Lee Steer and broke through for a strong win last time out as favourite. Should be well found in the market, but it's a competitive race. There are a few chances in it. But Scott certainly thinks she is the best bet on the card at Ascot Race 6. Number 8, racing across the Tasman on Saturday is at Awapuni and also at Kumara down the South Island. I think they only race once a year at that track down in the South. At Awapuni on Saturday, they've got eight races. It's not a bad card. Um, sort of not a lot of depth to it as I scroll through my form guide to try and find what race my best bet comes up in. Uh, just bear with me, folks. We've got computer issues, which is always helpful when you want to uh, when you want to find it quick. My name, my value bet is race three, number seven, Rommel. Uh, this bloke's a maiden from two starts. He's not terribly well placed. Uh, because he's taking on horses that have won multiple races and not getting an awful amount of weight off them. But I think he's got a fair bit of upside. He finished third on debut. He then went for a spell. Uh, he resumed the other day and didn't have any luck. It's got a duck egg next to his name. 
and it was in a maiden. But as I said, he had no luck at all. He was held up most of the straight. So I think he would have gone close to winning. And had he had a win against his name, he probably looks better placed than, than what he is here. So here's the value bet, race three, number seven. The best bet comes up in race seven. It's number six, VC, from the Baker Forsman Yard. She hasn't had much go right of late, and she's been racing pretty well. Blinkers go on. Hopefully that can just sharpen her up a bit. She's getting been getting a bit too far back in her races the last couple of runs and having to navigate plenty of traffic. Her excellent second three runs back would certainly take her close in a race like this. So she's the best on a pretty even program. And down in the south at Kumara, I've made my best Kapua, race two, number four. Beaton is a $2.30 favourite on debut, but looked a bit lost on a very tight-turning circuit. That was just last Monday, in fact. Just didn't really handle the turn and then wobbled a bit about in the straight and then sort of knuckled down late and, and just missed in a driving finish. Would have taken plenty of benefit from that experience, I would have thought. And I've made the value race five, number 14, top guy. We will be backing up from this afternoon, take note. Won't be in your winning post form, but he. a lot of these horses, there's a, you know, a circuit down there in the South Island. They have a lot of meetings quite close together, and a lot of these horses regularly back up. So if he backs up, I think he can run well. He didn't run bad, too badly today, and his previous run was quite good. Getting out to the 1,800 could suit him. Well, that just about takes us out for the racing action this week. Um of course, you need to get out and pick up your winning post. We've got all the action Friday through to Sunday. We've got the night doubleheader on Friday, Cranbourne and Canterbury. And, of course, we better not forget one of our favourite segments, our $20 bet, which we call the Lazy Lobster. Well, Daniel, congratulations to you because uh, you've uh, bounced back last week with a strong win, 20 the win riding the wave. So... A nice little profit. Uh, I missed out again. Cam Johnson, our guest tipster, missed out. But uh, well done to you, Daniel. And you may as well have first uh, first throw at the stumps for this yeah, week. Yeah, look, it's, it was a bit of a lean trot um, before then. Glad that riding the I was able to get the nose down on the line, being a bit of a non-winner in Alberg. So, uh, look, I'll take it. And I think we will go to... To Sydney for uh, with my twenty race three, pretty keen on the zing in um, in race three, race three number four. Excellent, and our guest tipster uh, today is Simon Bashara from Victoria. He is tipping Miss Hipstar, so he's in agreement with me. That is at the Gold Coast race two number one, and Simon's having his twenty for a win on Miss Hipstar to remain undefeated. I'm going looking for a bit of value. I've been able to snag a winner in this uh, lazy lobster for a few weeks, so we might as well try and blast out. And I'll go 10 each way, Drone Strike, which is Flemington Race 5. And she's currently, uh, I think you can get sort of 6 or $7 the place, maybe even a bit more around that 30, 40 to 1 mark. So Drone Strike each way for me. Well, that takes us out for this week's podcast. Hopefully you can find plenty of winners. Uh, Best of punting, good luck, and we will be back next week with the preview.